And I will say welcome to Discovery Paranormal. Welcome all over the world. All you people out there living your lives, struggling, trying to strive to survive. Make that buck and try not to have too many bucks. You know what I mean? Tonight we're talking about ghosts. Ghosts, geists, goblins, I don't know, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Mainly ghosts, right? Because it's on people's mind because Halloween's right around the corner. So, if you live in a situation, and I hear this a lot, you know, because people people reach out. I am ready to believe you in your stories. They reach out and they're like, well, I was at home and I heard this weird stuff. Didn't think anything of it. And then it happened again and whatever. It could be the house, it could be the land you're on, it could be, uh, I don't know, it could be a lot of things that are natural causing, you know, house settling. You always hear that, you know, the house, the house is settling. So, but there are some people that would say that no matter what, I mean, the walls were bleeding, they'd be like, that's that's the house, (laughs) the house is settling, pay no mind to that wall over there bleeding happens all the time just just mop it up so and i hear all kinds of stories man stories like amityville horror stories you know people that that had to leave their homes uh because of this stuff there are people that refuse to go back to work because of it so and i understand because if that energy's there and they're trying to contact you It's good to acknowledge that energy. I used to work at this place, and it was uh, a guy there that got killed. He actually got killed leaving work on his motorcycle. And there was some kid, like, uh, on a tractor who just kind of barreled out into the road, you know, and hit him. The guy died. And there's a memorial for him right on that road where he died. And then, you know, even though he died just down the road, eh, maybe half mile a mile i don't think it matters necessarily i I think that these entities tend to go back to where they're most familiar or the last place they they kind of were in essence of being there right so and then people who work there would talk about them all the time you know and i'd be there in the middle of night going there sometimes one o'clock morning five o'clock in the morning it was a limousine service so I have to go and do stuff and whatever, man. <laughs> you know, bringing something back, picking something up, whatever you're doing. And when I walk into the place, I'd be like, I'd say hello to him. I'd be like, I'm here, calling me. And then, uh, and kind of even as I'm doing my thing and whatever, going through paperwork, that type of stuff, and I tell him what I'm doing, just kind of keep him, keep him abreast of the situation. And it kind of felt more neutral than i did that and turns out that other people there did too if they're in there in the middle of the night and they're the only ones uh, i mean like there was this big warehouse building in the middle of nowhere uh you know in in upstate new york you know not the place you think that'd be full of limousines <clears throat> so but that's the acknowledgement and when i got involved in in 
paranormal investigations or ghost hunting, ghost hunting. Ooh, there's paranormal investigators out there that hate the term ghost hunting. Ghost. Ghost hunting. Because you're not hunting necessarily. You're you're seeking. <laughs> ghost ghost seeking. You're seeking a connection with said spirit or spirits, right? For whatever reason. And it's good to have a reason. Let me tell you this. Ghosts want to hear from you because they're bored. They're bored, bored, bored. Unless they can manage to change a TV channel, they're bored, bored, bored. So if you talk to them and acknowledge them, you're kind of including them on uh, on what's happening and what you're doing and what's happening in your home and that type of thing. But then there's nasty ones too that just want you to die. And then there's that's a whole other thing. I have a friend who had to visit uh, cousins they had in Lindenhurst, Long Island. And every time she went there, she would be uh, harassed by this ghost. And the people that live there are like, you know, don't worry. It's just a ghost. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> Long Island, you know. They didn't want to move out. They paid too much for their house. <laughs> if they want to go, they can go. We paid a lot. They paid nothing. <laughs> they live here for free. They should be lucky. Go go live in the attic and leave us alone. And then that's that's it. But this girl was like uh, a little clairvoyant. She's a little medium-ish. She, she like understood what was going on there even as a young child. And she didn't like it. And and I said, it's an old woman. I mean, the second she started telling me about it, I, I picked up on it and felt what was there. I said, it's an older woman, kind of a, a short and plump, that type. And I said, there's a room. You walk through, there's a room right to the left. It's got a lot of little windows, like an enclave, almost like a mudroom, but it's not. And she's like, yeah, she's like going crazy. And I'm like, that's where she hangs out. And that's the window she looks out. There's a window there that she looks out, you know, and she's suspicious of people. It's like she, like, doesn't want people in her house you know a lot of times people die in their house and then or they die in the hospital but that's still their house and then they're like you know what are you doing in my house you know and it's get out of my house syndrome i mean we've gotten that a lot there was one in hammondsport and you can see that one i think it's still online on uh youtube.com slash discovery paranormal and that family and we did the investigation like right on uh Right on, like, day before Halloween, you know, October 30th. It's quite some time ago. But basically, the first family, my counterpart, Pete, actually went out there to scout the location after uh, he had gotten wind of what was going on there. And then the people there were flipped out. They told them all the stories. The wife had been pushed down the stairs. Like, all that, you know. All that good ghostly stuff. <laughs> pushed down the stairs. Doors slamming. You know, they, they had a kid who... Uh, would see all these eyeballs looking at him like he'd be in bed and and also getting scratched head to toe, wearing clothes. They're fully clothed because after it happened a few times, they went to bed fully clothed, still scratched under their clothing. So think about that. So anyway, oh, and then also the mom, uh, she went to the emergency room a couple of times because she said that she couldn't get out of bed. She actually felt like there was something sitting on top of her, pushing down on her chest, and she thought she was having a heart attack and that she had no medical problem at all. So that's that's that house, right? <clears throat> and then 
then those that family moved out in the middle of the night. They took off and, and they didn't even want to talk about it. They didn't want to do anything. So I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? It's uh it's a heavy situation, especially you got kids, right? So then a few months later, six, seven months, it was in July, that uh I get a phone call. And this guy, you know, because I used to advertise in like uh, Craigslist. <laughs> I'm ready to believe you. You got any hauntings, any questions, any kind of things going on? You know, so people can, can I want to learn more. And that's a good way of reaching out to people. And they contact you. And we don't charge for investigations. So there's no changing of money and nothing like that. So it was uh, Sky calls. <clears throat> He's like, Asking what I do and what we do and how we do it. If we could also come in and do an investigation and be nonchalant, you know, he didn't want his neighbors knowing what was going on. I'm like, yeah, totally, you know. And we're talking about the house, and he said his wife was bringing laundry downstairs, and he she got pushed downstairs. She felt hands and her back pushed her down the stairs. Then they say that there's a door that's opening and closing by itself, and it's got a big huge bolt lock on it, a slide lock. Yet, you know opening and closing at night three o'clock in the morning slamming the door and uh they were getting scratched and then uh they keep seeing people come out of the closet <laughs> like like the closet uh they see people like it's a hallway so and then i'm like well what's the address and it was the same address as that other one same place same house different people they didn't even know each other and i asked him like did you know know so-and-so and he's like no the guy just come out of the army and this was the house they were renting and you know, they moved in there with their two daughters, the guy, the woman. So four people live in there. So I'm like, ooh, that's what I said inside my brain. <laughs> like, you know, that's paranormal pay dirt. When you you have a situation and then man, you don't you don't get the luxury of going in there and doing a full investigation, you know, but yet here you are months later with the same address, same house. So I looked up the house and you know, the house had some kind of fire back in 1900, where right after it was built. And then uh, th there was a family in there, and then it was hard to distinguish exactly what happened and what they died from, but they died in that house. And it probably uh, asphyxiation or something like that, you know what I mean, like from smoke. <clears throat> so then the house was bought by uh, by, by an elementary school principal, the local there in the area in 1916. And he owned it for, for quite a long time until he died. And then one of the neighbors bought it and they rented it out. So the neighbors there told me, one guy anyway, he's like, he's like, oh, you checking it. He asked, he's like, you doing an invest paranormal investigation? <laughs> well, we're trying to keep it on the DL. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, that house is haunted as hell. You know, I wouldn't believe the stuff that happens in that place. He's like, there's nobody there, and the lights are going on, and often you hear your screams in the night, all kinds of banging on the window. And there's nobody in the house. He's like venting about his like goddamn haunted house. You know, no wonder why my house was so cheap. Mm. <laughs> so, and while we're standing there, I take a picture just with my cell phone as this guy's talking like this of the house. And don't you know, in the picture, there was this big cloud type of thing with a, a face with eyes in the middle of it. It's like, oh my god. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So we brought Nicole Berardi Wright, who's a great medium, who is a great medium. She's not really in the business anymore, uh, but that's cool. But she's amazing, has amazing abilities. And then she, uh, you know, we brought her in, find out what was going on. And she had determined that 
it definitely was a family. I didn't tell her the information that I had, you know, so, and then that's, that's what was happening. They'd get out of my house. The, there was actually some 18 year old girl that was the one who was causing all the issues, you know, and I guess she was one of the ones that died. And then that was a hallway where they see the people coming out, going back and forth, which is very typical. You know, in a lot of like residual hauntings, you'll see that where there was a hallway and you'll, you know, those people will see people come out of their spirit looking types, manifestations. And then if it's residual, you know, they're not really, uh, you know, they're not, it's not like an intelligent haunting. It's just something that plays over. It's something that most likely happened over and over and over and over again every day, you know, until until they died and then it's still like like a magnetic imprint right and it happens you know uh but then there's intelligent hauntings where you can communicate back and forth and there's usually some kind of reason why they're there and sometimes they're nasty sometimes you know i have a theory that uh a lot of times what gets left behind are the truly bad parts of bad people right and it just seems to be the case so it seems like they want to continue on with what they do and torment. You're all talking demons and that type of stuff. But in the real world, and that's, that's the world that I try to maintain. <laughs> the real world as I see it, we ourselves are the time travelers. We ourselves are the ghosts. We ourselves have, you know, come from our past life into this life going on into the next life so these spirits are in transition on all kinds of levels you need to discover if it's your house and you own the house and you want to be comfortable and you want to be happy in your home it's very important to to be able to come to terms and hey you know what if it's the old lady looking out the window and she's all pissed off that people in her house you talk to her you say yeah you know you're dead we bought your house we're not kicking you out. You can stay. But sometimes that's a bad idea, too. You know, sometimes they're, you know, I get a lot of people say there's a child coming through. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. You know, I mean, it really depends on who you're talking to as to what they believe about child spirits. You know, but uh, if they're that lost or, you know, if it's something else trying to portray that, you know, and kind of gain your confidence in that way. I mean, I had some weird stuff. I got, I just got to let you guys listen to EVPs all day long on on this, uh, I mean, this Taylor house that we were in, and we ran into a, a kid that was there. And then, you know, the investigation, the next investigation, the owner of the place sent some of his friends over, a couple, and they had a lot of history on that house. And then in talking to them, they just happened to mention that there was a kid killed out front you know, like five years old, six years old, hit by a car. And uh, and that's kind of what we ran into in the house, but they didn't know what we got in the house. And we, the kid had told us his name on EVP, and that was the kid's name that they mentioned. So that that's freaky right there, you know. And then you're definitely in the realm of collecting info and, and thinking about what's going on there. So, but then there was, like, as we communicated, I mean, we did, you know, put the flashlight down and ask them to turn the light on and it went on, asked them to turn it off and it went off like real quick, intelligent responses to things, you know, all kinds of equipment reacting, but also uh, actually his hearing his voice. And I just use an Olympus 
uh, a digital recorder. It's older. I mean, man, I've had it forever now. And it works beautifully. It just, it just records everything. And, I mean, I get the, the best, loudest EVPs you've ever heard off that sucker. So, and then we went back one time, and I kind of felt like the kid wasn't really around. But there was something else there trying to portray that it was him. And then this is what the EVP said. Like, Cahill wants to go home with you. Cahill loves you. That's what that thing said. And I played that for Pete, and he was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, there's some stuff going on, you know? And we had determined that there was like 14 different entities there. We brought Nicole, Nicole in there one of the times, and she said some young spirit, like, as we were doing it, she was distracted by some young spirit that was running to her, begging, for, begging her for help. And it wasn't an act. Like, if you know Nicole, you know she's not the kind of person that, that would even think like that, you know. And, and like, with me, we're recording the show. If you get nothing, we get nothing. And it's not like, it's not like I, I need to satisfy Tyson chickens or, or, or you know, some kind of, like, 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 coffee company. You know, I'm not talking about sponsors. Like these other guys, uh, you know, like in national, national media, you see what they do and, you know. They they elude all these paranormal shows have they they have to produce results right, and they're not the kind of people that that can get results. You can just tell, so they fake it, you know. I mean, so anyway, so that was a whole different thing. Kid jumping around trying that, and she she kind of gave me the rundown of his life that he was abused and whatever, and she also saw him hiding behind some kind of chair and he was killed. So yeah, man, that that's what also happened. So, but I learned a lot of things from that place. This is the same place we put a ball on the floor and we asked uh, if the, the person that we were trying to communicate with could roll the ball and the ball rolled. And we have all that on video documented, you know. So, but anyway, you want to know why they're there and, and you want to be able to help because they're, this isn't really their world anymore, you know. They're, they're kind of an echo or you know, uh, just just residuals of, of what they were at one time, and they're in that, that kind of spirit level, but spirit transitioning. They they need to move on, and that's why mediums, you know, will go and help them move on. And, and I've seen it, I've I've felt it. I feel the places when they're heavy, and I I felt these places become light. And, and like the one time in that the house I'm talking about, the Taylor house. We were upstairs chasing around some some old preacher demon dude with holy water. <laughs> That's how interesting it gets. <laughs> you know, we're running around trying to Pete and I are up there chasing this dude around, and and uh, we had uh, Cindy Thompson, great medium psychic. We had Nicole Berardi, right, and, and Nicole's mom, Josie, and. Uh, Oh, Tammy too. We had Tammy Clark. So we had we had a lot of people that that are are pretty amazing at moving them through. So I wanted them to go into the best part of the building, which was it used to be a community center. They had Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts in there, all kinds of events. Good energy, man. Way better. It was an annex to the actual house. So you had eight thousand square foot house plus the annex, which is gigantic. So yeah, maybe ten thousand square feet the whole place pretty big and uh so so 
we went to the worst possible place up in the attic where a lot of this terrible stuff obviously went on and then what we had found out and then you know everybody else went down to just join hands and call to anybody that wants to cross over and move over you know and uh and i felt i i felt it and we weren't even in communication with each other at that point because pete and i were chasing demons with all the water <laughs> up in the attic so and i i felt it man <clears throat> i felt the place become a lot lighter and then we all went outside to kind of chill out and and uh and talk about the whole thing earlier when we did that we went outside because a couple of them smoked cigarettes so we went out so they could have a smoke and chill out and you know discuss what we have thought about and learned so far and what we have more like what you feel you know and uh we walked back in all of our lights were on everything was on like uh these these are lights that have pir sensors so when you walk past it you know it's motion detection so you walk past it it turns on i like to use a lot of uh, motion sensitive stuff so they're all on everything everything and it was like wow because we were outside for quite some time and they were they were basically all off you can see but and then uh, right when you walk through the door like this this girl i guess had fallen fallen down the stairs and died there and we actually have her picture in fact if you're looking at the screen it's the lower lower right that's that's actually a photograph you know what that's a photograph of it's somebody hiding behind a, a wall and the the actual photograph is a reflection of the front uh, the front front door pane big big glass big big wooden door with a huge piece of glass like uh that are very tall so that person was hiding that spirit whatever was hiding behind like uh like the partition and we were down the hall so it was a, a hunting camp that took the picture it was 60 feet away so that's all the way down the hall and that person was hiding just past the front door to the right and then it saw the movement at some point and got them so wow pretty cool and i'll tell you i, I got like 20 cameras and when you go into a place you want to have them everywhere because when something happens you want to be able to to corroborate it you want to be able to check that information against other information the Pete and i go into a place <clears throat> i know what we sound like i know the sounds that we make you know and, the, and we're both very conscious about anything uh that that you know about anything even clearing your throat you know obviously you know i just did you want to be conscious of that because you know you're listening for information but we get the evps at a full sentences it's not some little blip or blurb or uh or someone clearing their throat i mean we we get we're in an eerie mansion in the basement where this guy billy Ely, a serial killer who had stayed there and his mom owned the place uh had killed himself and he killed a lot of prostitutes there they were putting in the erie canal so they were easy pickings for him and then he would go dump their bodies there you know this dude he also killed a young girl and i when we were in the basement i heard like the whimper i heard a little whimper a whimper of a kid like eh, like that that's all i heard and i was like there are any uh any girls that want to come forward to us you know uh and and, and get our help you know and then i got an evp from him and i knew it was him and he's like leave that little girl alone <laughs> just if you uh, if you hear it you'd be like oh my god it's in it's like it i i think it's actually in the beginning of the shows you know if you click on any of the shows that you'll hear that leave that girl alone you know oh my god that was bill ely 
you know? So it's always important to, to respect the space that you're in. If you're going to go, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, they want to go and check things out with their friends and they'll go to some abandoned house or building or even not, whatever, you know, graveyard is a typical place where a lot of people go and they want to run through there and be scared and that type of thing, you know? So, but you know, the lot will be really stupid about it and, and disrespectful or they'll mess the place up or, you know, they'll whatever. There's all kinds of things that people do, obviously, that aren't respectful. So it's important to respect that space. If you are a paranormal investigator, the one thing you want is, is information. You want it to be clean. You want the clean data, right? And it also, it depends on what they want to show you and what they, how they want to contact you. If you're there for them and you let them know, and they they understand that you're there for them and they're respectful of that and you're respectful of them most likely you'll gather a lot of evidence and and uh, a lot of communication going back and forth and be you know if you're going to ask them a question <clears throat> ask them an important question i also try to look for markers if i'm dealing with a place from the late 1800s i like to, to say do you remember, uh, you know, the centennial, the first hundred years of the country? It was a very large event. If you point to things like that, they, they these, these are markers that they can hit on, and then they'll be like, ha-ha, you know, I do remember that, right? Because if they don't understand what's going on today, they're not going to be able to, to communicate anything with you because, you know, if obviously if they're not paying attention or if they – aren't privy to the information if they're kind of just hanging in a space, right? You could inform them of stuff, but you know, there's no point. Why ruin their day? <laughs> Tell them what the hell's going on in our world, you know? So, and then it could be a relative that's coming to, got a message for you. A relative, you know what? If it's someone who loves you, it'll never be malicious. It'll never be breaking glasses or, you know, this no destruction, no nothing harmful, right? The harmful stuff is the bad ones. That's the one who's uh, earthbound, pissed off, doesn't want to move on, uh, has has no reason to. Uh, they're afraid to, or whatever. You can pick pick whatever answer out of any of those because they're they're out there. In the case of Bill Ely, we kind of determined that he was afraid to move on out of fear of judgment. So. Obviously, it carries over. And, and this guy, this guy showed himself to us. Uh, I, I had taken a whole bunch of, of pictures in exactly the same spot. That's something I like to do. I have a camera that takes seven frames per second, you know, so seven individual pictures, pictures per second, which is nice. And it's nice to to sit there and be able to shoot and compare. You know, you compare one photograph could because sometimes the manifestations can happen and, and just kind of phase in, phase out, and that type of thing. In that case, I had a, a I had a a camera that that wasn't taking like quick frames, but I took I took five frames standing in the same spot, pointing the same direction, no variation of of my stance or anything, just just five shots. You know? 
and the first shot got nothing. And it was also, it was beveled out area of, of windows. It was actually called the Alligator Room. Uh, if you look at the Erie Mansion, it's a bed and breakfast. Uh, this guy, Mark, owns it. Really good guy. And you can see. <laughs> so if you're in the Alligator Room and you're facing that way, there's a coffin like in the middle of the floor. and <clears throat> There's alligators all over it. Whatever, I don't know. There's a lot of alligators in there, baby alligators, like dead, <laughs> you know, not alive. <laughs> you know, the skin's hanging all over the place. It's an interesting place. You know what I mean? This the dude has the motorcycle from uh, from Easy Riders, you know, the with the American flag on it <laughs> in his living room. <laughs> you know, it's an interesting dude. Mark is very twelve thousand square foot mansion, and he's packed full of. Really amazing antiques and interesting items. Uh, there's a couple coffins, like I said. And there's other stuff. I don't know. It's got an interesting collection going on. But anyway, so in that, I took five pictures. First picture, nothing. Second picture, I get Billy Lee. Nasty, corroded face, too, right in, in the second window. Uh, third picture, he's gone. Some chick is in the window next to it with long hair. Uh, and then the other picture is nothing. And how do I know it was him? Because I have a picture of him. I know what he looks like. And that was him, except zombie version of him, corroded and all that. That's that's the evil, man. You know? So, anyway, that was the only room that would give you the chills. And it was actually, it was uh, his mother, his mother, uh, Eugenia, her, her summer bedroom. You know, it was a mansion, so it was a summer bedroom, and that's what it was. <clears throat> Interesting stuff, though. And that's a room where a lot of people had uh, experiences, lots and lots and lots. So, anyway, you try to get past it. And I, I tend to think that they can't really influence anybody unless they're they're true, like you're weak-minded, and it's something that, that would be simple for them to do, you know, uh, to persuade you of something or whatever, so. But there's other places, you know, and you got to be careful, too, with, with these with these Walmart type of paranormal places. There's another one upstate New York called Rolling Hills. It, it's It's got a special place in my heart for, for not liking it. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I've never been there, so I'll say that. I refuse to go. I was at this paranormal convention, and this was the early days when we used to actually go to these places just to look for investigations, you know. And talk to people and you know like-minded people and whatever so i met the woman from rolling hills she had a table there and she was just mean and nasty all day and all night long and you know so i told her what we do we do a show and we do investigations and whatever we don't charge and she's like well if you come to my place you gotta pay there's no freebies and you can't you don't own your own uh, evidence like whatever Whatever evidence you gather, if you get anything, belongs to them and not you. So, but and we don't we don't pay to do investigations. That that we're not we're not looking to go to go and do that. And we we help people. That's what we do. You know, someone's got a problem out there, we go in, we help them out and, and try to document it best as possible and also protect their identities. You know, if if they want it anyway, like you know, with Mark and his mansion that He's trying to to you know rent rent out these suites. They're amazing, beautiful too, beautiful place, and a lot of history. But uh, you know, there's other people that that want anonymity, you know. So and you give it to them, right? But the whole Rolling Hills. So then, 
I told her what we do. I'm like, well, we go into a place and we move people over. We, we cross them over. You better not do that in my place. My ghosts are happy where they are, and I got to fix the roof and whatever. <laughs> so here are these spirits in servitude, basically, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's just, her energy was horrible. The whole place, the whole feeling of her and, and everything she talked about, I wanted nothing to do with her. And uh, it was presumptuous that we would even go there for her to say, you know, no freebies. And, you know, we didn't ask for anything, you know, so it's just kind of funny. Maybe there's the other people that do it. I don't know, man. She just was was uh, white trash, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> white trash. Yeah, man. You know, there are people that are like that out there, though, that that are just trying to make a buck off of other people's misery. Rolling Hills was a, a place where they they tortured people. It wasn't a happy, it wasn't Disneyland, it, it wasn't a beautiful, happy place. It was a place where they tortured people who were mentally ill. Chained them up, tortured them, you know, did lobotomies and whatever, and cut their heads open, all kinds of experiments, man. And that's what you that's what you want to protect, that type of energy. It's best just, you know what you do? You move those spirits over, you level the damn building, and, and you cover it with dirt. And you make sure nobody goes there. It's it's a place not to celebrate. It's not a place to celebrate, right? It's a place where people suffered, and and you need to respect that. So that's what got me about that that person, you know. And I make sure to let everybody know that uh, crosses their path. So so onward and upward. You're you're living your life. You're in your home, you know. But what if you are the the person that wants to go out there in the world, you know, there's paranormal uh, tourism, <laughs> isn't there? There are people who will travel to go to these places just to check them out. You know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Ultimately, I guess if you're a paranormal investigator, it's right up your alley because that's something that that you could do. And and like I said, we cross people over. You know, we if they want to go anyway, they don't have to. You know, I mean. <laughs> there it, it, it it's a mixed bag it really is so but you can now travel you know not long ago people didn't talk about this type of stuff or if they did they were labeled as freaks freaks right now look what you got travel and leisure the 30 most haunted places in the world that you can travel to that's awesome <laughs> If you're a paranormal investigator, but as as long as it's not, uh, you don't want a bad experience, right? Because I know paranormal investigators that got into terrible things, and then those things followed them home and started smashing plates and glasses and whatever, and would do all types of things. Yeah, that's not good. You hear about couples that that end up uh, committing murder suicide, you know, right after they go into these really heavy places sometimes, and. You know, in the paranormal community, people don't they don't want to talk about that. When I bring it up, like there was this one dude who uh was I mean, he was some kind of deputy in Florida and retired, he started doing paranormal investigations, and he was like one of these dudes who uh how can I say it wasn't wasn't really evolved in the paranormal world, but took a lot of credit as as to what he he thinks he could do and his his abilities i guess or whatever you know but he would put people down and he would float a lot of a lot of like 
fake ghost stuff out there and you can see the pictures of fake and whatever so it wasn't anybody to really pay attention to right but people like that can do damage to other people especially if they grab your ear it's kind of like uh the the crystal skull people you know they went after me too <laughs> back in the day the crystal skull ilk because they're like, oh, I have a crystal skull, it's magical, and it came from God, or it came from Jesus, or it came from an alien, or some Buddha, somebody. And I'm like, you know, there were no crystal skulls ever found in an archaeological dig, and you know that. <laughs> as soon as you float, like, as soon as you float information past some people, they don't want to hear it, man. You just ruined their day. You just ruined their paranormal day. You mean my crystal skull is bullshit? <laughs> Y'all, yeah. That's not bullshit. They're cool looking, you know? And I mean, so in, in around uh, the mid-1800s, late-1800s, they started showing up in, in these uh, little antique stores in Mexico, like like where people, tour, you know, tourist spots, where people will go and buy crap. So that that's where that came from. And as for magic and whatever, I think crystals are cool anyway. Most of them are most likely glass. But, you know, it all comes down to what you believe, <laughs> I guess, what you believe. So, but for the people out there that get it, like they think that they're experts, I've done over 100 investigations. I'm not an expert, you know, and I've known people that have done a lot more and they're not experts. It's a, you know, it's not really an expert type of field. There's things that you can experience that might be similar from other investigations. So there's feelings that you have strong feelings you might have for certain directions in the investigation. It's not something that uh, you can really put it, put together and say this is why this is why. I mean, there's a few things that like the this the the spider spider web feeling on your face, your skin is really like happens in a lot of these investigations, and it's usually before there's a manifestation. So it's most likely some kind of electrical level uh, of of them coming through, you know, and you feeling it. So everything is energy, right? So if you're gonna travel, you're gonna let's say you're gonna go to England. You got you got Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England. I mean, that's a place you think there'd be tons tons of spirits running around. England, <laughs> you got a lot of old stuff. I also think though that. A lot of them don't last all that long, and maybe a couple hundred years, maybe not, because I know people have been to really old danky castles, and you think they'd be, you know, rife with all kinds of spirits. They got nothing. Nobody ever got anything, you know. So think about that. Anyway, you got a country home in England. Uh, it's got a dark past, a mysterious brown lady, rumored to be Lady Dorothy Walpole, was reported. To be one of Rainham Hall's apparitions captured on film in the December 1936 edition of Country Life. <laughs> Country Life. <laughs> they got some name bargain for. What are you making for this on the stairs? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just got a picture of the stairs, and this is a blob of a person in the middle. Uh, I think it's a ghost. Oh my God, it's a ghost. So the guests can visit the home open days throughout the year. So, yeah, why not? But it's important to talk to them. You call out to them. You say, okay, 
Excuse me, Lady Dorothy Walpole, are you available for tea? <laughs> you know, I'd make some tea for her and sit down. Think they don't like tea? You think if you don't pour someone a shot of schnapps, they, they won't they won't sit down and have it? We did that in the Taylor house. <laughs> we we walked in there. I bought a bottle of schnapps, peppermint schnapps. You know why? Because the woman that lived there back in the 40s was a lush, and she used to cheat on her husband all the time. And this is what we knew. <laughs> and then the area was huge for peppermint. It was found like you know a lot of Germans there. And as a matter of fact, they were actually able to use their peppermint oil and had it certified in Germany that it was good enough for them to use in Germany. That's how much they want their peppermint. So I'm like, the cheapest booze has to be peppermint schnapps. And who doesn't like who doesn't like peppermint schnapps? Come on, man. It's like drinking a candy cane. Peppermint schnapps. Mm, want some right now. So, yeah, I brought peppermint schnapps in. And you know what I did? I didn't even tell Pete I had the bottle. I hid that bottle. And I put Actually, I put it uh, with some of my gear. And then I went down and got it, took it, and I put it in a whole different room on a shelf hidden behind something. And Pete has dowsing rods. And I'm always trying to, like, trip him up with these dowsing rods, you know. <laughs> I'm like... You know, why don't you find the peppermint schnapps that I have? And don't you know his dowsing rods went right to it? We were on the second floor in one of the front rooms, and his dowsing rods were going straight down the hall. He stopped by the stairs because he thought the peppermint schnapps were downstairs with my gear. In his brain, that's where they were. The dowsing rods said, no, it's this way. Took him right into that room, pointed right at that shelf. And I was like, no way. No way. <laughs> no, no, what the actual way. That's pretty amazing. And Pete, you know, got his dowsing. You know what? His grandmother was a big dowser. And uh, she was a person in, in the county where if you needed to dig a well, you'd go to her. And she'd, she'd bring her dowsing rods out and find out where the well is on the property. That's amazing stuff, man. You know, a lot of well diggers around upstate New York and Pennsylvania all that still use dowsing rods to find water in the ground. Copper dowsing rods, right? So amazing stuff. But uh, his grandmother died. He found her dowsing rods. He picked them up. They started working for him. And then history ever since. So, Lady Dorothy. So, uh, what about uh, Poveglia, Venice, Italy? How's that? A short trip from Venice, the world, the beautiful island of, of Poveglia was once a quarantine zone for people suffering from the plague. <laughs> there you go. Happy place to visit. In addition, the island was used as a psychiatric hospital in the early 20th centuries. Uh, ghost hunters claim this spot is now a hotbed for paranormal activity. Well, yeah, you have all the particulars. Suffering, great suffering, death on, on a massive level, right? Who knows what they did to people? Like, you know what? People are sick. They're sick. You see what's going on out there? Just look what's going on in the subway. Or people, you know, even, like, even just people doing what they do, pooping in the street and all that stuff. I'll tell you, humans are messed up. That's why I live away from away from people. <laughs> far, far, far away. How about uh, Bangfart Fort, India? It's Banghart. I just felt like saying Banghart. 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 Banghart Fort. I am calling from Banghart Fort about your car warranty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I, I'm offering you a deal and protect your car from expensive repairs. Okay. I'll sign up. What is the year of your vehicle, sir? 
1970 Pinto with 378,000 miles. I'm sorry, sir. We don't cover that car. <laughs> Have a good day. That's what I do when they call me. That's exactly I tell them. I have a 1970 Pinto. Pinto. 200 miles from Delhi. Delhi. New Delhi. 200 miles from Delhi, this abandoned fortress that sticks out in the middle of the wilderness. Legend has it that a sorcerer cast a curse on the area after being rejected by a local princess. That's always how it happens, too, isn't it? You just want to curse the whole area? I did that to a 7-Eleven one time in Long Island, and I'll tell you, that place is messed up. <laughs> guests, guests can still visit the fort's impressive ruins today. I have a friend named AJ who is uh, who's a producer there in India, makes paranormal videos and whatever. He works with BBC now. But uh, he's done all kinds of cool stuff, and I roped off nine of the places that if I came, if I went there to visit, nine places, most haunted places, in India that I would like to see. They're all kind of relative in an area, so it's not all really spread out. One of them is a beach where so many thousands of people have died, and you walk down the beach, you'll hear them like whispering in your ear as you're walking. You know? You know what they're saying? I have a deal for you. I have a deal for your car insurance and also your, your warranty deal. Oh, I help you with your website also. <laughs> what about uh, here we go? What is this? Another one in England. Ancient Ram Inn in Watton. Watton under Edge, England. I love their little towns. I could live in England if it wasn't for the horrible food. I know a hot girl. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I could live in England. I could live in England. I'll just say a lot of nature is so beautiful. And you know, you don't really think of it like if you think of London and London, whatever, but of course you leave the city so beautiful. And I got some good friends there. So yeah, I could live in England. 12th century inn is one of the oldest in the Western world. It is believed to have once been a pagan burial ground and is now haunted by more than 20 spirits, including ghost children and a monk. Fearless travelers can book a ghost hunt at the end in hopes of experiencing the spirits themselves. I'll tell you, that's the kind of stuff you might want to stay away from. I don't know, man. I'm looking at the picture, and I don't have a good feeling about the place at all. So it's it's not really, if there's that many people there, it's it's heavy. It's something terrible that happened multiple times, uh, more than just being a, a burial ground. Pagan, could be rituals and whatever. I don't know. Not a good feeling about the place. I got a better feeling about the Erie Mansion in Clyde, New York, that my friend owns. Uh, and that that was a serial killer. <laughs> there, better, a better feeling. The guy that owns it, Mark, said there, there is he there's not a cozy space in the whole mansion. Twelve thousand square foot mansion, not a cozy space in the whole mansion. Imagine that. Port Arthur, Australia. Oi, mate. There are many spooky tours around Port Arthur to satisfy worldly ghost hunters. The Tasmanian town is filled with reports of paranormal activity, which makes sense given its creepy past. The spot originally served as a penal colony in the 19th century, where prisoners were forced to endure solitary confinement and mandatory church services to correct bad behavior. What was that? 
mandatory church services to correct bad behavior. Slavery. Yes, that's what slavery is, isn't it? We imagine more. That's what they say. You've sinned, so pay us. That's their, that's their whole thing. You've sinned, pay us. So I don't know. But people pissed off about that. <laughs> Got nothing out of it. The Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. You can go check that out. The Ocean Liner, yep, spent 30 years at sea before permanently docking in Long Beach and becoming a tourist attraction. During her tenure, the ship logged more than 50 deaths, which makes her reputation as a haunted vessel even more believable. Uh, Berg Wolfseg, Germany. Hmm. 800-year-old castle in the municipality of Wolfseg, Germany is apparently haunted by a woman who scares off any visitors who pass. Hmm. I know people like that. She is rumored to be the ghost of Clara von Helfstein, 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 who was reportedly murdered by her jealous husband because she's a cheating girl. She's cheating. This castle uh, is open for visitors on weekends and holidays from May through early October. How does she scare people off? She's probably looking for her husband who, who killed her because she's cheating. Jealous. He's jealous. He's a jealous husband. What's he jealous of? She's cheating, right? Kicking up her heels from Fraulein. Clara. Clara von Helfenstein. Go, go there and say it three times. Call her a hoe, see what happens. <laughs> you want to see the videotape and send it to me. <laughs> How about Lizzie Borden House? I know people that went there, Fall River, Massachusetts. It's a bed and breakfast now. Lizzie Borden was suspected of killing her father and stepmother with a hatchet in unassuming home in 1892. Since then, guests have reported all kinds of strange sightings in the house. Ghost tours and overnight stays are available. For the traveler who wants to experience the notorious residence themselves. I know people that went there, they got nothing. Didn't even feel anything, you know? I don't know. We're going to end the show. Casaloma, Toronto, Canada. A. It was their Thanksgiving yesterday. A. Completed in 1914, this Gothic Revival-style house is filled with corridors and secret passageways. Tales of ghosts have been whispered around the property for decades, and you can still take a tour of it today. The home hosts several events throughout the year, and there are two restaurants on the grounds, in case you're more scared, uh, whatever, of hunger pains <laughs> than ghosts, I guess. <laughs> Looks like a nice place I could hold up there with somebody I know, eat pizza. Yeah, yeah. How about the Chateau Chateau de de? Let me get my French on. Chateau de Brizac, Brizac, Quince, France. The towering building is famously known as the place where Charlotte de Brise was murdered, according to legend. Charlotte, the illegitimate daughter of King Charles uh, the Seventh was killed by her husband after discovering she was having an affair. Another cheating hoe. What is it going on? What is it with women in castles, man? You know what I mean? And they call her the green lady. So, named for the color of her dress roaming the halls. You can see the green lady. Ooh, call Captain Kirk. Let him know what you found. I'm going to end the show there. 
Hope you had a lovely time. I will see you guys on next week's show. Enjoy your Halloween. All kinds of events for Halloween going on. Go out there, have a good time. Watch out for COVID-19 because it's back with a vengeance. I'll see you guys later on. Bye.